to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? I'm good. It's been a while. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I was, I was afraid I was going to forget the intro. Yeah. Because we've, I mean, this is this means nothing to the friends and mothers because they've been listening to us on the same regular basis as always. Right. But it's been like almost two weeks yeah, since you we've went recorded to an episode. Toronto? Yeah, yeah, I went to Toronto. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, now I'm back. Back from Canada. Um, trying to decide, do you think I've been, I think I've been to Canada more than Mexico. Or maybe the same. Hmm. I think it's the same. Four times each. I've never been to Canada, but I've been to You've been to Mexico, Mexico. hundreds of times. It might be hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying, you and I went to Rosarito mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. We Didn't went we go to a few Ensen- times? What's that? Didn't we go a few times? I've, no, you went oh. with your sister. I've only been to Rosary once. Okay. We went to Ensenada on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this is pre-COVID. Yeah. We went to Merida on like a um, sort of mini honeymoon. Oh, we've done five times because we also did Los Cabos. Yes. And then we just did Puerto Vallarta. Yes. So I've been to Mexico more than I've been to Canada. But it's yes. close. Yeah. Um, as far as North America goes. And but I've been to more of Mexico. Yeah. Whereas Toronto, Canada, I've only been in Toronto four times. Yeah, yeah, we've been all over Mexico together. We've been everywhere, man. Yeah, and um, we actually just celebrated our nine-year anniversary. Yeah. And we're going to uh, Joshua Tree. Yep, this is our anniversary tradition. Yeah. We spent a couple nights out in the desert. We're going way out in the desert this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, once you leave the paved road, it's another three miles yeah. into the desert to the place we rented. Yeah. It's super I'm very cute. Very excited. Super but cute. Very very secluded. This is, what, the, our sixth? Yeah, sixth year in a row doing this for our anniversary. Um, if we had done this the first time, we would have been terrified. I was already terrified enough. For, snakes? Snakes and scorpions. I was convinced, the first time we went in 2018, I was convinced there were just rattlesnakes and scorpions everywhere yeah and i was like very nervous like looking around a lot whenever i was outside stupid um people live out there (laughs) yeah it's it's fine um but yeah i uh now i love the desert i look forward to this trip every year but uh it did take me that first year of being like oh i made it a whole two nights and didn't didn't die i guess the desert's okay you're often afraid of predators because when we've gone like into a forest area you're afraid of bears yeah and I while mean, that's a threat I'm a, like i'm a city mouse you understand I, that as am i but i feel like it's like you don't need to be terrified to go outside if you're like staying in a cabin in sequoia i shouldn't be but yeah i um i've gotten better but yeah i'm very much a city mouse i'm not afraid to walk dark city streets alone at night, like no, that's which your some white people male are privilege coming right, through, right? But some people who aren't, you know, don't know, who aren't used to cities, like find that very scary. Yeah, I find, yeah, small towns and rural areas scary. Well, yes, I do too for different reasons. <laughs> uh, probably some of the same reasons. <laughs> yeah, we've got some overlap there. Uh, but this is not a podcast about our um, 
by our nation's <laughs> cultural divide and our fear of the other. Um, <laughs> this is, Although that'd be an interesting podcast. Yeah, uh, this is instead a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. We watch an episode of each uh, each week, and uh, we are now almost at the end of season five. Uh, we are going to be discussing season five, episode 23 of both shows. Season five, episode 23 of friends is called the one in Vegas. Part one. Mm -hmm. I had to check that it's not the one in Las Vegas. It's just called the one in Vegas. Part one. Yeah. Um, and how I met your mother. Season five, episode 23 is called the wedding bride. Uh, you know what this means? Natalie next week. Yeah. Halfway point. Of this entire series. Wow. Next I never week, thought we'd even get close to yeah. <laughs> Next week we will be halfway done with this series. Wow, what a relief. <laughs> uh, I also want to say, programming note, this will come up later when we get to one of our segments. These last two episodes of Friends aired on the same night as a one-hour block. So um, when we get to, like, how are we doing, there's not going to be anything new uh, next week. Right, right, right. Uh, but anyway, just I'm saying sure it now so I don't forget to say it. I'm sure our friends and mothers will be so upset yeah. by that. Yeah, uh, in case I forget to say it later, I'll say, say it now. But we're going to put a pin in The Wedding Bride. Ouch. <laughs> like, when she was getting her dress, like, measured, yeah. you know, or, or tailored. What do they say? Do they say tailored? Yeah. As you would get altered. 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 Yeah. She's getting her dress altered. Yeah. She got poked with a little yeah. pin. Um, and we're going to start with, we're going to jump into season five, episode 23 of Friends. The one in Vegas, part one. Uh, we start with Joey still working at Caesars um, as like a greeter and photo op person. Yeah. Not yeah. something they have anymore in casinos, I don't yeah. think. Uh, He's uh, considered atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Um, he And he calls from the casino floor because he forgot his pin. Um, he calls it a pin number. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Uh, he forgot his pin. Um, it's funny that he remembered it by scratching it into the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then Chandler overhears and he feels bad about like not, not believing in yeah, yeah yeah being unsupportive and um, uh, he wants to come out to Vegas to support him and Joey's like don't come out here because he hasn't told as far as the friends know he is still working on a movie that did not get shut down he is not dressed as a centurion taking pictures with midwestern tourists yeah um so that's the that's the uh, cold open. We go into the titles, and then we come back. Uh, and Monica is late for meeting up with uh, uh, Phoebes because Monica had an impromptu lunch with Richard, but it was a completely platonic lunch, and she didn't feel anything, which yeah. is a, a a good sign. Um, but she doesn't tell Chandler because she's Cause afraid. She, and she knows he's a dumb baby. He's very insecure yeah. and, and new to relationships. Um, speaking of people celebrating anniversaries, their one year anniversary. Of, I guess the first time they slept together. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I guess that. Okay. Oh. I think we've talked about this before. Before you and I were married, we never celebrated an anniversary. You know. Yeah. Some people do. I know, but I. I guess I'm just saying, like, when do they? Because you and I, because we not, we weren't like middle schoolers, we didn't say like. Do you want to go out? Do you like? Do you want to be my girlfriend? Like we didn't like, we dated, and then it grew into something, and eventually we 
decided. I, I guess we could. We did have a conversation about like. Yeah, we had a like assessing the relationship, an ATR conversation. Yeah, of like being exclusives. Yeah, yeah, we did. And that was uh, on March 13th, 2009. Really? Where yeah. were we? In your apartment, well, which would eventually become our apartment. Yeah. But we had gone to see a movie. Okay. Do you remember what movie we had seen? Of course not. Watchmen. We had seen Watchmen. Oh, God. You'd um, think I'd be like, I'm just going to go to bed. No, you wanted to see it. Yeah. It was at the Vista. That was yeah. part, part of it. Yeah. Um, and we went back. I can't remember if we got food or something. We went back and we were like watching, probably watching Lost or something. <laughs> yeah. what we would do. And we had the conversation about like being exclusive. So I guess we could have, the fact that I remember that date, we could have said that was our anniversary. Yeah, we could celebrate it. I mean, we're not now. Now we're now we're married. Now we're a real couple. Yeah. We we have our real anniversary. <laughs> I'm not judging. Um, but yeah, I do wonder how people celebrate a dating anniversary. Is it the first date? Is it the ATR conversation? Well, this is like you stopped being just an annoying friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or just my annoying friend because Phoebe says, now you're my annoying friend. Yeah, we'll, or now you're just up, my annoying friend. Come yeah. up later. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and Monica, as a present, an early present to Chandler, has gotten them tickets to Las Vegas to go see Joey, but also have a romantic... For that weekend. Uh, weekend, like, yeah. It just... I mean, a flight from New York to Vegas, like on a, on a moment's notice, seems like it would be expensive. She's doing, she's doing real well at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, but then Phoebe invites herself along because this is like she's still jealous that she didn't get to go to London last year because yeah. she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and then Ross and Rachel are going to come along the next day. Uh, it's a whole thing. So uh, we're on the flight. They have lots of leg room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a 3 3 setup. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. So it's a small, very small plane. Well, no, a normal plane, like a domestic flight, would be a three-three setup. Oh right? yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, but this seemed like so roomy. Yeah, it seems very roomy. Um, maybe flights were more like that back then, but I don't know. I wasn't. I had never been on a plane at this point. Wait, what? Yeah, this is about the time I went. 1999 was the first time I was on a plane, really? and this aired in 1999. Really. It might have even been 2000. No, it, was, it must have been. Because your family was, like, big on road trips. And also, like, having four kids, like, yeah. flights are expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we would do road trips. Um, and Midwesterners love to drive long distances. That's a known stereotype. Uh, da, da, da. Chandler forgot his gift. Phoebe thinks that he's... The reason that Chandler's upset is because... Monica told him about Richard, and so Phoebe tells him about Richard, and Chandler pretends not to be mad at Monica. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot a whole conversation uh, earlier about how um, because Ross and Rachel are going the next day, Rachel's going to be home alone in the apartment, uh, and Phoebe says, oh, so you're going to walk around naked, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which is funny. I mean, I could save this for similarities, but that was exactly what... Um, uh, Marshall and Lily did when, when they lived oh, with Ted and yeah. when Ted uh, uh, went I think on a romantic weekend with his girlfriend or whoever it was uh, probably uh, who was the who was the what was the baker's name what was her name the baker 
Oh, um, um, I'm bad at that. Yeah, so I'm gonna, many. It's like Vanessa, but it's not Vanessa. Okay, I don't, I don't remember. Angeline. I don't know. Anyway, um, they sat around naked. It was like something they'd always wanted to do, and they did it, yeah. and they were like kind of bored. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Rachel, so now Rachel is home alone that night. She gets naked um, and is dancing around the apartment. Uh, Ross can see her from across the street, and then Ross becomes convinced that like she's doing this for him. Um, and so he comes over to try and make a move, and it gets really embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, meanwhile in in Nevada, not Nevada, Monica, Nevada. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I correct her, but also, like, until I moved out here, I said Nevada. Right. And most people I know from the Midwest and, I, and probably the East Coast say Nevada, but it's Nevada. Right. Anyway, um, they arrive in Nevada. Not Ross and Rachel, but uh, Phoebe and Chandler and Monica arrive in Nevada. And um, uh, we get a lot of, like, stock footage of... Um, downtown Vegas and the Strip set to um, the OJ song about money. It's not called Money, 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 but that's how it goes. Yeah. But I can't remember what the song is actually called. Money, 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 money. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. but it's the OJs. Um, and uh, they get to Caesars, and it just made me realize, like, why is it always Caesars in movies and TV? Think about that's it. That's where the, I mean, that's... Like the the fanciest, the most well known, and yeah, it's, but it's not the fanciest. It's not the fanciest, but it's like certainly like the Cosmopolitan or like right. the Win and the Encore are, are fancier, right? But I think it it has the, the most audio. money for marketing, maybe. Yeah, because think about it: Tony Soprano goes to Caesars. The Modern Family, they went to Caesars. Yeah. In the Hangover movies, both one and three. They go to Caesars. Yeah. It's always Caesars. Always Caesars. I feel like it's Caesars must have some sort of like great like Hollywood like publicist that yeah. makes it always Caesars. Yeah. Why you know, why don't they stay at Treasure Island? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Friends and mothers, let us know if you uh know the answer to this question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. What was I saying? Where well, I completely forgot where I was. Um, um, talking about oh, so Chandler's still mad, and then he Chandler, like, he crosses a line here where he tries to basically like tell Monica that she's not allowed to see Richard anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely crossed the line, and she yeah. responded appropriately by yeah, saying I mean, like, "Yeah, you're not I can't the boss even of me. Be around you." <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. She said, "You don't tell me what to do, and I'm not going to be around you if you are acting like this." Um, on the plane, uh, Ross is embarrassed by what happened the night before. Rachel, Ross says Rachel should be embarrassed too, and Rachel says she doesn't get embarrassed. So then Ross tries to embarrass her by like saying, "No, I will not have sex with you in the bathroom." Yeah, uh, and then she gets embarrassed. Uh, meanwhile, in Chandler and Monica's hotel room, Chandler and Joey are sitting there. Chandler's sad about the Monica thing. Joey comes up with a great idea to gamble away, uh, or to gamble his way to funding the movie. Yeah. Um, then at the bar, Phoebe tells Monica to apologize to Chandler. Yeah. Phoebe, yeah. you're off your game. Phoebe is off her game this whole episode. She's just so, like, wowed by Vegas and yeah. getting to be there when she wasn't in London and everything. Um, Monica stops at a craps table on the way. 
first off, she finds a chip on the floor, which that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> there are no chips on the floor. No, there, are, there are no stray unaccounted for chips in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's you'd think there would be because everyone's drunk and there are chips everywhere, but no. There's no, oh, hey, did anyone drop no. this chip? That yeah. would never, ever happen. Never. But she finds a chip on the floor and um, starts winning at craps. Um, back in the plane, Rachel and Ross are competing to embarrass each other. And there's also a funny moment where a guy walks by and stops and says to Rachel, like, hey, just so you know, I'm headed to the bathroom right now. And it was Todd Glass. Todd Glass, yeah. The great Todd Glass. Yeah. One of the, for my money one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen live yeah. is Todd Glass. He's terrific. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Um, especially, I mean, like a lot of comedians, he has a lot of material about that has to do with planes, you know? Yeah. And um, <laughs> the two that I always think of. You're always, like, do, good at remembering. But, okay, there's two Todd Glass jokes that I think of. Is One, he was on a plane, and the lady next to him had um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Reese's oh, Peanut yeah, Butter yeah, Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the full-size ones that come in packs of two. And she said, would you like one? And he said, no, thanks. But in his head, he was like, no, I don't want one. Don't ruin it for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one, that I don't even know if this is a bit. I, like, I just saw him do this live. I don't know if it ever like became an ongoing bit for him. But he was talking about how like the airline's... And it's continues to this day. Ever since 9-11, they've started, like, making air travel less pleasant. You know, right. there's less room. There's more fees. There's more rules. All this stuff. Uh, and he was saying, like, whenever you you complain about it, some or you, like, complain about it, it's like, well, 9-11. And yeah. if you continue to complain, it's like, what are you, 4 <laughs> This guy's 4 9 <laughs> Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> there's the idea of some being... Someone four nine eleven. Yeah. Anyway, Todd Glass, yeah, he's just the best. Yeah. I love him. Um, uh, and then that culminates in Rachel pouring water on uh, Ross's crotch and saying, uh, telling the flight attendant that he had a little accident. Yeah. Which, of course, reminds me of a different thing that was in the news recently of someone having diarrhea all the oh, way through a plane God. and the plane had to turn around. Yeah. And. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. It's just horrendous. That poor guy. Oh. I hope... And those poor other people. I hope everyone's okay. Yeah, I would yeah. not... Ugh, I can't think of anything more miserable for everyone involved. So... Would you rather be on the plane experiencing the diarrhea or being one of the passengers having to... I would rather be one of the passengers. That's That sucks, but it's less mortifying. Yeah. But I feel I think it's interesting that like when I tell when the story comes up, I immediately put myself in the shoes of the guy who had the diarrhea. Yeah. And you put yourself in the shoes of the. I guess like the passenger. I, that would never happen to me. First of all. You would never have diarrhea. Never on a plane. How do you know? Never. What if you're sick? I'm. I don't have diarrhea on trips ever. Quite the opposite on trips. Like, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I see. so, like, I'm so okay. far removed from that being a reality for me that okay. being, just encountering that situation, I think, would be yeah horrible. Okay. Uh, Joey is terrible at blackjack. <laughs> Friends and mothers, would you rather be... Oh, yeah. The diary, That's a great one. Call the diarier or the, um, <laughs> the witness... 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Joey bets the entire $100 at once, um, and then we don't see what the dealer is showing. Joey hits on a 13, which is... Uh, Depends on what. Fine to do, depending on what the depending dealer is showing. Depending on what the showing. dealer has, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's say the dealer the dealer's is showing... dealer's showing a 16, you stay. Uh, yeah. If the dealer's showing anything above a 13, you stay. Um, yes. Yes. Um, so uh, let, let's just say the dealer is showing a 8 or something, and he, okay. and he hits correctly. He loses all the money. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, I'm still... <laughs> I'm still writing down this call to action. Um, would you rather have the diarrhea or witness it? Um, still feel like witness it, obviously. Um, you you have to be stuck in your seat, and then what? Yeah, if but you at least had you to... didn't also cause this pain for everyone. And this, this. At least you'd be like one. relieved. <laughs> Uh, but the blackjack dealer is Thomas L- is Tom Tom, Tom Lennon. This is a, a comedy all star episode yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, Tom Lennon is the blackjack dealer, and Joey is sad that he lost the money, but immediately is like stunned to find that he and Thomas Lennon have identical hands. Yeah. And he goes up to the room and he's saying he's super excited about it to Chandler <laughs> identical hand twins, and Chandler is rightfully confused by this. But then. Um, uh, Joey asks him if he's unsupporting again. Are you yeah. unsupporting again? Yeah. Uh, so Chandler says, great. Um, Phoebe, meanwhile, is happy for Joey. Phoebe's like, Just as excited. Lucky. Yeah. yeah, you're so lucky. They understand whatever. each other yeah. on a level that no one else does. Um, then Phoebe uh, tells Chandler to um, make up with, uh, with Monica. He goes to find her, and he sees her still winning at craps, and then she hugs the guy next to him. End of episode, right? Was there a tag at the end? Um, there was a tag at the end. Oh, yes. it's We're back on the plane. Yeah. Rachel's asleep on Ross's shoulder. That's right. <laughs> Ross has a pen doing his crossword or whatever. Yeah. And he takes the opportunity to paint a little mustache and goatee. Yeah. It looks like a Guy Fox mask almost. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How do you not wake up for that, though? I know. Well, I would. I wouldn't. I sleep through anything. Well. We'll see what happens next time. Yeah, you can do it. Um, such an annoying cliffhanger because it's that lazy romantic comedy thing of like, I'm going to make an assumption about what I just saw yeah. and not ask a question or have a conversation. A stupid misunderstanding. Yeah, I hate the stupid misunderstanding. Yeah, as a plot point. And also, like, if if you saw me. I know that, like, we shouldn't compare our relationship to a fake one on TV, but, like, wouldn't you be, like, super excited for me that I'm, like, having fun and winning? But I don't think... Like, Chandler takes... He's such a baby that he's, like, well, she has to be, like, just as, like, mopey and miserable as I am. And then when he sees her, instead of, like, saying, like, hey, like, when you're done with this winning streak, we talk. But maybe I'm overly focused on the fact that she hugged the guy next to her, and that's what Chandler saw. But that's just even more pathetic. I know that, but yeah. I'm putting myself in Chandler's shoes and saying, like, it wasn't so like you think he's... he's more bothered that she's happy or bothered that she was hugging some guy? I think probably both. That just, like, added to his, like, weird insecurity. jealousy yeah. and insecurity. Yeah. Um, but the, the guy was just, like, some, like, 
doofus. It wasn't yeah. like no. I you and I know that. There's nothing that he needs to worry you have to about. Put yourself in the shoes of a, a big old dumb baby. And like if you watch Chandler. the scene, she's excited. She would have hugged anyone. You know, like I know that. Yeah. But you're arguing with me. I'm saying you have to put yourself in the shoes. I can't. Just Chandler like Payne. I can't put myself in the diarrhea <laughs> person shoes. Diarrhea shoes. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's the end of the episode. Do you have any of the stray observations, or should we move on to funniest moments? Let's move on to funniest moments. I would say not a particularly funny episode, but uh, the scene where Ross embarrasses himself by coming over yeah. uh, is very funny. Uh, so I'll say uh, we like to point out David Schwimmer's physical comedy. Uh, him kicking off his shoes <laughs> was very funny, and Jennifer Aniston's reaction to him kicking off his shoes is very funny. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny, like, when he is, um, like, his internal monologue of looking through the, like, Van Gogh book, like, vivid colors, expressive brushstrokes, and he's trying to, like, distract himself yeah. from naked Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when he's, again, still going on embarrassing himself, and he's like, hey, this is just about tonight. And she's like, what is tonight? And he's like, the physical act of love. Yes, and then, Which we, then get, gets called back. Yeah. we get a call back to when they're on the plane and Rachel um, is like, now, Ross, I'm going to take off my sweater because I'm a little warm, but this is not an invitation for the physical act of love. <laughs> um, that's all I have. Do you have more? Yeah. Um, I thought it was gross, but also funny when Rachel kisses the back of the man's head. In front yeah, of that's right. And then blames Ross, I guess. Yeah. I guess he just likes you. Um, uh, when they're, um, Monica and Chandler are talking about their anniversary and Phoebe's there. Um, and he's like, yeah, this is a year since I was just your annoying friend Chandler. And Phoebe said, now you're just my annoying friend Chandler. <laughs> yeah. And I think throughout this whole episode, like, Phoebe's annoyed at Chandler's behavior and doesn't like him. <laughs> but she tells Monica to apologize to him. She does, because she cares about Monica. And she cares about her friends, but... But if she cared, she would say, Monica, you didn't do anything wrong. Chandler's in the wrong. He should apologize to you. Yeah. That's what I would say, if yeah. I were in Phoebe's boots. I think Phoebe's least favorite of the friends is Chandler. Yeah. And everyone And her favorite him. is obviously Joey. Her favorite is Joey, because she, like we talked about before, she got really excited for Joey about the hand twin. Yeah. And... Um, it's like, you're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. And Chandler's just like, how? <laughs> and then when Joey says, it was looking at, it was like looking at my hand in a mirror. <laughs> and Chandler's like, well, you could just look at a mirror. Yeah. And then when Joey says, like, how much would you pay to see another one like this? Like his hand. Yeah. Obviously nothing. Um, and then wasn't there something when the way he answered the door, like when Phoebe showed up it was like something about his oh hand. yeah so like so as he's like telling him like being blown away at this like yeah. hand twin the door knocks and he goes oh, like stare <laughs> like the knob like it has some association with a hand <laughs> like everything's <laughs> coming together um, definitely reminded me of uh, George Costanza's hand when George Costanza becomes was, a hand model this was a definite like Seinfeld like this seems like something Kramer would do yeah you know <laughs> yeah um also, I forgot to mention there was like a Mary Kay Latorno joke in the play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was strange. Yeah. But I guess of that. Of, of that, the era. Of yeah. the era. Yeah. Um, 
Should we move on to Friends with Make It Fashion? Yeah. Uh, Phoebe was doing great, especially at the beginning of the episode, uh, both when she's on the phone with Joey and when um, she's waiting for Monica to come home. She's got, like, a very 90s, like, uh, long green floral dress, mm -hmm. which she has chunky black shoes with. Yeah, it's very 90s. Yeah. But I'm uh, saying if we were doing this podcast in, say, 2005, it would be like, oh, it's so dated. Yeah. But now it's come around again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Phoebe also has, like, a... Her, she has, like, a sleeveless uh, shirt that has a huge felt flower on it. That's my other one. For her um, travel travel yeah. outfit. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah, um, is this shirt felt? It is, it now. is now. <laughs> um... Also very uh, Vegas apropos, I guess, Chandler's wearing blue suede shoes. Is he really? <laughs> Did you notice? No, I didn't notice. He's wearing like a blue top and blue suede shoes because yeah. they do like a wide pan of the hotel room. So it, it seemed like they wanted to get their money's worth out of these shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they clearly didn't. You said get their money's worth. They didn't go to Vegas. This is clearly like on a. I mean the shoes. Stage. They the wanted sh to show yeah, the yeah. shoes. But I'm, I guess I'm just saying like yeah. I guess they want to get their money's worth of the shoes. They didn't spend any money flying yeah. them to Vegas. You know. Um, Even Angel went to Vegas. Remember? Yeah. yeah. When Lauren had an yeah. act in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. They drove in a convertible. Yeah, right? and also it did the thing that this one kind of does of like not. Angel did the thing of not recognizing there's a difference between downtown and the strip. Right. So literally, like, you see them, like, in a, go into a strip casino, and then, like, they're being chased out the back door, and suddenly they're on Fremont. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, this was, like, Stardust. And, like, um, it was just Stardust and Caesars. But, yeah, Stardust would have still been there, though, right? I don't yeah. know. My yeah. uh, I follow Vegas in the 90s, the Instagram account, which is great. Um, but I don't... Uh, I don't know when Stardust went away. The best thing about Vegas in the 90s is the, the MGM Grand in the 90s. The the one that opened where it is now. Because the MGM Grand used to be across the street at what, what's now the Horseshoe. And the one that opened up uh, that's now uh, in the 90s. I mean, this is terrible, but they had, like, lions and tigers. in the, They had, like, a terrarium. Like, yeah. It was like a zoo, but inside the casino, kind of. Yes. That's awful, but also, like, I would have liked to see that. Do you, talking about, I think we've talked about this history of Vegas before, but um, the Imperial Palace that's no longer there had you talked a giant swastika on the the roof that could only be seen that's from right. like helicopters. That's right, yes. So they were, there was like a Nazi helipad. Insane. At the Imperial Palace. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I have one more fashion. Oh, you do? Okay. Um, and it's Joey's like, Resort wear button up. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was super cute. Yeah, with no undershirt, by the way. Yeah, it's resort wear. I guess so. Yeah, I would wear uh, a tank. You know, a ribbed A-frame shirt. Yes. Not calling it what people have called it. Yes. We don't call it that anymore. We don't call it that. Um, what's under the umbrella? Well, there's some props too. We didn't get a muzzle, but we did get um, Rachel drinking a Snapple lemonade. Okay. Um, under the umbrella. Okay. Um, we get a, oh no, from Phoebe when she reveals the Richard thing on the plane and Chandler didn't know. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. Um. I did like Chandler's not mad acting on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, uh, let's see. I'm just gonna let this. Okay, sit. like, um, you know, guest stars, comic guest stars. That's mm-hmm. under the umbrella. Um, well, we talked about it already. That like Phoebe gets Joey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lucky about a hand twin. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, then let's take a quick break, right? Okay. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we're back, and we are ready to jump into Season 5, Episode 23 of How I Met Your Mother, which is called The Wedding Bride. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so Ted's voiceover introducing the episode is about dating being great in your 20s but in your 30s it's a little bit different because everyone has baggage i wouldn't know and that's the introduction to the episode i never dated in my 30s you never dated in your 30s oh that's right neither did you as far as i know Right. Yeah. I never dated. <laughs> Wait. You, now no, I'm, I, to, I'm gonna have to start combing the apps. See if you're on there. No. You on those apps? I'm not on those apps. Um, you got a Hinge profile? No, I don't. You never did internet you wanna, dating. You want plenty? You want plenty of fish? No. Um, you never did any internet dating. No, never did. But I did. Mm-hmm. Not in my thirties. In my twenties. I don't trust you now. Um, no, I used OkCupid. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. J-Date? No. Um, I should have, though. Well, you don't have to be Jewish to use J-Date, right? That would be... I don't, illegally, I don't think you could do that. No. I mean, who's going to... Like, who's going to monitor that? Yeah, so... Yeah. But I think uh, if I were going to... At, at the time, if I were going to internet date, I probably would have done J-Date. I don't know. The uh, chosen people might look down on... Gentiles who use it for personal gain. Oh, okay. Well, you know me. I like uh, I like a Jew broad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like us Jew broads <laughs> don't like I don't know fake fakers. I'm not saying I would pretend to be Jewish. Yeah. I would say I'm here for the Jew broads. That's that's your profile. <laughs> that would be my entire profile. Okay. Um, okay. Um, we see Ted with, um, Judy Greer in a movie theater, but we don't know the story yet. Um, he likes her, but he, she's really nice and, um, he wants to find out like what her baggage is. His baggage is obviously the elephant in the room in this episode that he was left at the altar and is still pretty traumatized from that. Um, we get a little recap of um, so we see that the that the movie is um, the movie that they're watching is the wedding the bride. wedding bride written and directed by, by Tony. Tony yeah 
uh, it's not Garofalo, Ruffalino or something like that. Ruff- yeah, Ruffalofo. Yeah, sorry for Ruffalo. Yeah, um, and then we get a little recap of he and Stella and Tony and the wedding and <clears throat> her leaving, the devastation. Um, so yeah, he's saying that like she's too nice, um, and then. Marshall is like, I don't have any baggage. And then they argue that he's too nice. And we get a really funny Marshall, like, walking down the street like a Disney princess, yeah. <laughs> saying hi to everyone in their chosen languages. And then also we'll get to the funniest moments. He truly indoctrinates himself in every scenario <laughs> that he's in. <laughs> um, so, uh, Royce... And yeah, Judy Greer's character is named Royce. Royce, that's a, yeah. That's a choice. Royce is a choice. Yeah. I think of Royce Hall uh, uh, at which UCLA. Is here. Yeah. There's also rapper Royce to 5'9", okay. who is a there's man. A, I think of Royce as a man's there's name. There's a Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce, yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, there could be women named Royce. Um, so Ted and Royce are at the apartment, and he's trying to figure out what her uh, baggage is. And there's jokes about, like... Oh, like before we get a little like dumb Barney-ism that like baggage is great, like because that's how you go into porn or something. Like if you have right, right, right. daddy issues or yeah. emotional baggage, that's yeah. the women who have the least amount of self-respect and therefore will sleep with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he goes through all the different baggages that is... Um, Reasons yeah. for whatever. Yeah. Um, At a certain point, like, I start, you just, you just got to stop being offended by Barney. Um, but I did like that even he, like. He's like, why do you hang out with me? Why do you me? guys hang yeah. out with me? I like the self awareness that <laughs> yeah. he knows he's a monster. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick, Rebel Wilson's daughter is named Royce. Oh. Just Google that. All right. Um, okay. So, um, also, we go back to Marshall. Um, and they're, they're all making fun of him for being, like, naive and trusting people, like, he, as if he's in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, like, offends him about... Um, well, Robin, like, says some terrible things Terrible things about Minnesota. Minnesota. But the only one that offends him, despite being, like, incestuous backward, like, yeah. Hicksville. No, the only thing that offends him is she says crime-free. And he says someone... Yeah. <laughs> the cashier got robbed at Ho Point. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Um, so, yeah, they're saying you can't treat uh, New York City like Minnesota. Um, Ted is um, watching the movie The Wedding Bride, and he finds out that it's all about him, basically, him and Tony and the actual relationship, but it's switched around that, like, Tony's act- the actual good guy, and Ted is just this monster um, asshole played by Chris Kattan. Yeah. Jed Mosley. Um, Jed Mosley. <laughs> and so in Ted's mind, they got everything, like, wrong. Um, for example, like, the two-minute date is, like, a... Like, the sweet, very sweet, like, two-minute date that Ted orchestrated for Stella is, like, let's quickly, like, have sex. That's the two-minute date. Yeah. Um, so everything was, like, switched around. And I love how when he's telling... The, these scenes from the movie, Marshall and Lily are like, oh, well, that was so that great. Was sweet. Yeah. Robin keeps going like, I thought it was cheesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, Royce loves it. And um, she's like, I, I just love how all these characters just seem so real. <laughs> and this annoys Ted. Um, uh, meanwhile, like, the friends all, like, lied but have seen it multiple times. And they they love it, especially Barney. Barney loves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, Royce and Ted are on a double date with some random couple. Mm, I guess this Royce's is just friends. like friends. Okay. It just seemed weird. We don't like know their names or know their yeah. story. Yeah. I'm going to look at the IMDb credits and see if they gave them any names. I don't even think, yeah. Uh, it wasn't mentioned in the show. Yeah. Um, but they love the movie. Um, Ted has a funny line. It might be in your funniest. It sucks, and you're all stupid for liking it. Because yeah. I laughed. You know it was my funniest, because I laughed really hard when you yeah. said it. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something about that, this movie that you all love. Yeah. It sucks, and you're stupid for liking it. Yeah. <laughs> the number of times in my life as a movie snob you wanted to say that, that I wanted to say that. Um, but the catchphrase of, uh, of, Te- of Jed in the movie is, No can doosville, baby doll. Yeah. <laughs> So he keeps saying that. Um, so back at the apartment, they all watched it. Um, Marshall says, you know, he makes this, like, big declaration, like, uh, I don't care about baggage. Like, call me what you want. Maybe I'm too trusting. Maybe I'm naive. But I think people are good, and I like um, thinking the best about people. And I learned it from you, Ted. You used to be not so jaded, and you used to see the best in everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ted feels bad and, um, Marshall's like, go get your, the, the woman you love. And Ted's like, "Mm, we've only been on a few dates. She's really nice though. So yes, I'm going to go and run to her. So he runs to the theater. Um, and it's kind of like synced up to the actual events of the, the wedding day. Um, so he runs into the theater and then, like, goes up in front of the screen of the theater and admits to Royce that, you know, it's and it's synced up to the um, events in the movie that are replicating the actual events. So it was, like, yeah. layers of... It's so great. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. It was pretty cool. We'll get, um, to, we'll get to at least one bit of it in Funniest Moments. But I do love that he's, like, saying the same things as the Tony character in the movie, yes. but then also not when he's, like, you know... Uh, marry me he's like let me make you some pancakes yes so I <laughs> so wish great. that I like I want to watch this scene again because I was like jotting down my notes right. so I probably couldn't like enjoy it fully right. Um, right. but in that scene <laughs> Barney's actually in the theater he's so like this was my funniest moment um, when Ted runs in and he's like uh, Royce and then on the screen it's like Stella and she's and then on and then Royce is like Ted, and then the still movie is like Tony, and then Barney goes Ted, and Ted goes Barney. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Barney's like sitting there, like slurping up his soda. Um, but Barney is Barney eventually gets kicked out of it the theater because he's screaming like 
fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him over and over again. Because in the movie again. they say, kiss, kiss him. him. So kiss he says, him. kiss him. But then Bob Saget is like, he wasn't saying kiss. Yeah. We'll get to that under the umbrella. Okay. Um, and then he gets kicked out of the theater. Actually, he gets like literally like dragged out of the theater. Like Because he's making a scene. He's making he's a like, scene. But kiss this. The kissing movie's over anyway. But an usher is not allowed to like physically. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Grab uh, someone. He knocks over someone's popcorn. It's fucking awesome. He throws it up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a packed theater. Like, it's a full house. Well, apparently, within the world of this movie, this is, within the world of How I Met Your Mother, this movie is an, a runaway success. Yeah. Fifth highest scoring movie of all time. Yeah. In its second week or Kim Jong-un? Kim jong Well, I guess it was Ill, Ill at the time still, right? Yeah. I think. Or I can't remember. Um, but that is funny because, I mean... Uh, I don't know if funny is the word, but Kim Jong-il was... Wait, who's the current one? Un? Kim Jong-un is the current one. So his father, Kim Jong-il, was actually, like, a huge movie buff. Yes, yes. That's a real thing. Yeah. Um, So that's why they wrote this... Yeah. Yeah, joke in there. Um, Okay, so Royce and Ted kiss in front of the screen. Everyone claps. um, And then they're outside of the theater... And then um, it's kind of like a sweet scene that, like, everyone's baggage is, like, literal. And you could see everyone carrying trunks. And Royce is like, let me help you with that trunk. I got left at the altar. Um, Everyone in the scene is pulling their baggage. Everyone has their baggage that they're pulling. So Did you read any of them? I read some of them. Give me some. I couldn't remember all of them. There were some, like... um, Alcoholic, uh, gambling addiction. Um... But there was one, there was a guy carrying, like, a um, trombone case that said, still thinks his ska band is going to make oh, it. Oh, man. And then there was a girl, and her purse said, only dates guys in bands. And as they passed, they kind of, like, said hi to <gasps> okay. each other. So this is why my job is worse than yours. Because, yeah. like, this show is so detail-oriented, yeah. and I'm missing half of it, yeah. writing notes down. Yeah, I know. It sucks. But, um, th- like you said, the show's there. You could go watch it again right now. Yeah, but I probably won't. <laughs> Um, so then Ted ends up making her pancakes, um, and then she admits that she also got left at the altar three times, and then she, her baggage is, like, at the very end, she lives with her brother and sleeps in bed with him. Yeah. He's a real cover hog or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. And that's the end of the episode. Um... So a couple things. Uh, we mentioned Chris Kattan and Judy Greer, but you didn't mention that movie Stella is oh, Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman and Jason Lewis. From Smith from Sex, Sex in the City. In the City. Yeah. 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 Um And that's that's a joke in itself. That that's like that's who Tony Super cast handsome. as himself is like yeah. the handsomest man. Yeah. Um, I always like Smith. I never saw them. He's in the movies too, right? Or is he is in the first one? I never saw the movies. I think he is in the movie. Yeah, I always liked him too. Yeah, I always liked Smith. Um, uh, and then, oof, the cringiest moment was, uh, I can't remember, like, Robin makes some point about Ro- Marshall being too nice, and uh, Lily says, run tell that. Like. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. It's, I mean, I guess now, like, no one says run tell that anymore. Yeah. And even at the time, like. It's really embarrassing for her to Lily say, run till that. Um, Also, one of my pet peeves that happened in this episode, or within the episode, the first time at the movie, when when Ted goes to see it with uh, with Royce, 
uh, at the end of the movie, everybody claps. Yeah. I It annoys me so much when people clap at movies. Like, now, you and I, a lot of times, either during a film festival or during, like, award season, we're going to, like, for your consideration screenings, someone involved in the movie is actually there. There's going to be a Q&A after, or yeah. they introduce the movie or something. That makes sense. If you're just going to, like, the 710 show of movies in the theater, like, the people who made it aren't there. Who are you clapping for? It annoys me so much. It annoys me so much. And then there's an extra layer on that with the TCM Film Festival, where people will clap during the opening credits when their favorite, like, they're yeah. trying to show off, like, yeah. their favorite, oh, like, I know that guy. obscure yeah. character actor shows up, and they're like, ooh, Alicia yeah. Cook Jr. or whatever. And um, it's like, yeah, uh, Alicia Cook Jr. has been dead for decades. He doesn't care that you know, like, no one's impressed. Shut up. Yeah. You clap for someone. Yeah. No, those people are the worst. Like, every time I go to, like, one of your, like, film, like, media screenings, mm-hmm. like, I always encounter that behavior. So, yeah. People who want to show off or yeah. whatever. Um, anyway, that's, uh, that's all my straight observations. Should we move on to funniest moment? Yeah. Funny mo- funniest moments? Yeah. Um, Will you go ahead? Okay, Marshall break dancing was for sure the funniest moment yeah. in the whole episode. I loved it because it cl- so clearly wasn't, it wasn't Marshall him at all, and they weren't like afraid. <laughs> no, <laughs> they weren't hiding it. Um, do you know in Flashdance when she break dances at the end, her break dance double uh, was a man? I think I knew that. I don't. It's like a small man, it. but yeah. it is a man. Um, okay, mine. This is actually, it happens multiple times, but uh, within The Wedding Bride, Chris Kattan just falling down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that the comedy writers of How I Met Your Mother are making fun of bad movie comedy by just having Chris Kattan fall down and it being a laugh, but also acknowledging that it is funny. Right, because they, like... <laughs> and Marshall falls then out of Marshall his chair. Marshall falls out of his chair. And even he says, all right, that was that pretty was funny. funny. But yeah, when he's, like... Uh, First, he, like, kicks his feet up on the desk and then falls over. Um, and then when during the two-minute date, he's like, all I got time is a two-minute date, if you know what I mean. And he, like, tries to whip off his belt and then, like, spins himself around. He's like, whoa, falls down. Yeah. I left every time. Yeah. Um, I thought um, the idea that Marshall's high school mascot is a hug. Is <laughs> <laughs> very funny? Uh, well, I guess I only have one more because we already talked about It Sucks and You're All Stupid for Liking It. And we talked about the... Barney? Like, Ted? Barney? Yeah. Like, so my only other one is, I mean, I don't like the premise that Marshall is, like, ashamed to like romantic comedies. Um, that's dumb. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But when Ted realizes they've all seen it, and they're all, like, objecting or whatever, um, and Marshall says, I wanted to see Avatar again. Yeah. Yeah, that was on my list. Um, when Ted's trying to find out what Royce's baggage is, like, she starts in what you think is... Like a racist joke, and something like, like a priest, a stripper, and a Jew, Liard violinist, yeah. <laughs> walk into a bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, uh, no can doesville, baby doll is funny. Oh, we get this is also under the umbrella, but. Um, um, she must have major baggage. Major baggage. Yep, that's under my under the umbrella. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we can go there now. Well, let's go to make it fashion. Oh right, right. right. Um, I mean, negative points to Lily and Robin throughout. For Terrible. tank tops, like 
terrible. Uh, keeps getting worse. This, yeah. These ones have like lace and cutouts and frills, like levels of frills. Yeah, yeah. Robin was wearing a green one that was like, I liked the shade of yeah. green on yeah. her. But yeah, it was a uh, lace front and then also had those little like, I don't even know what you call the little wings on the collar. Like, yeah. like a, a sleeve, but it's only half an inch long. You know what I'm talking it's about? It's like a little cap sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Looked terrible. Yeah. But... At the final date, at the end, uh, Judy Greer, Royce, is wearing a darling polka dot dress. Yeah. And then she helps him carry the baggage way at the end. That's great. Yeah, that's cute. This is a thing with the show, that, like, the female guest stars are often dressed better yeah. than Lily and Robin, and I yeah. don't understand why. Yeah, they're, like, they, they're punishing them. Yeah. Um, Robin's hair looked better than I've seen in a long time, though. Okay. I'm bad at noticing hair. Uh, as far as one thing umbrella, you mentioned major baggage. Obviously, all of the stuff with Stella and, and Tony is yes. under the umbrella. Yes. Uh, we also did not mention the red cowboy boots. Red cowboy red boots. Red cowboy boots show up in the movie. Chris Kattan is wearing red cowboy boots. Butterfly tattoo. They reference the butterfly tattoo. That's right. Yeah. You don't see it, but yeah. they do reference that in the movie. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, no, Chris Kattan is wearing the red cowboy boots, and then at the end when Ted's making his speech, um, he's like, I'm not that red boot wearing buffoon or whatever and Barney in the audience is like so are you saying there's not a pair of red cowboy boots in your closet at home? Yeah. <laughs> He's like they're more of a burgundy. Yeah. Um, we talked about it before but in Ted like telling retelling the story to his kids instead of saying fuck so they you know he yeah. Um, yeah. lessens it by saying yeah. kiss much like the sandwich in the dorm. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, um this isn't, it just occurred to me, like, all the stuff that was in the movie was stuff, like you said, butterfly tattoo, the red boots, are all stuff that we know. But then apparently, we also learned things, like, apparently, Ted once fell asleep in the middle of having sex because he was on cold medicine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and Ted's like, it happened once, so yeah. I was on cold medicine. Yeah. Um, of course, there's some fat phobia with Barney. One of the, like, types of baggage that he likes is, um... Girls Girl who, who think she's, she's fat, fat but she's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we play favorites? No, we got to do similarities first. Oh, similarities. Okay. Um, guest stars, co- comedian guest stars. Yeah. So Thomas Lennon, um, Todd Glass, Chris Kattan. Yeah. Um, movies. So Joey's failed <laughs> movie. Right. And Tony get Tony did not fail. The yeah. Wedding Bride. Um, gambling addiction was. Not addiction, but no gambling was, addiction was yeah. one of one of Royce's the baggage, baggages. Was one yeah. of the baggages, and Monica was clearly hooked. And she, know. yeah, which is not at all surprising. It's very on brand for Monica. Yeah, um, and kind of the idea of um, or the theme of an incest. <laughs> right, that's just an ongoing, <laughs> ongoing theme on Friends. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's it. Uh, in Friends. The conflict between Monica and Chandler is that she had a friendly conversation in lunch with her ex. Mm-hmm. The first ver- version of baggage we mm. see in Ted's sort of like montage in love with my ex. is a girl who's too in love with her ex. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, I was, I mean, this is a stretch, but I wrote misunderstandings. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just it's like kind of so a trope. Yeah. broad trope yeah. in all of these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could add it to my list. All right, let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. How I Met Your Mother. 
How would you like this Friends episode better than the time in your I love a episode? field trip. I love Vegas. But you don't love a fake movie within the TV show? That's so funny. That is funny. I will say, I like the part two better than part one, but I like them together. Wait, what? I like the Friends, the one in, the one in Vegas. The one we're going to watch next week. Yes. Okay. So I think I'm combining them I see. as I, I see. like. Because you already know what's coming. I already know what's I coming, I so I like it in general. Um, general? In general? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just thought this, how many remember another episode. And this is funny, like, watching it now, and this happens sometimes when you rewatch a show, is that in my memory, season four was the peak, and season five is where how, how I Met Your Mother started to run out of gas. And I feel like earlier in the season, it did kind of seem like that. But these last few episodes, I feel like How I Met Your Mother has been killing it. And super funny. And just like things like uh, the cleverness of How I Met Your Mother when it's good versus like the cringy cleverness. Yeah. It's good here. Like, yeah, it is the, really clever. Him like having the speed, the same speech as uh, Jason Lewis's character in the fake movie. Um, I love that stuff. It's pulled off so well. I just I, I loved this episode. I of, agree. I agree. It was a good Mother. episode. I did miss a lot in writing the notes, but I love. Yeah. Um, I like an like a sick when a sitcom goes on an airplane. I love when a sitcom goes to a hotel, especially Vegas yeah. hotel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just love a field trip. All right. Well, let's catch up on our correspondence because okay. we actually have some. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, if I, I called up mo- the, we don't have any emails. We have some comments from Yuhani. Okay. Um, but I kind of forgot to look and see if we had any tweets because it's been, it's been a while. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, do to... Uh, oh yeah, time. you can vamp. Fresh figs, red and green grape duo, plant-based fish fillets, gluten-free multigrain bread, cinnamon sugar bread, orange peach mango juice. Steel cut oatmeal. Pesto <laughs> chicken breast. Yeah, I don't think we have any tweets. Um, yeah, okay. No tweets. Okay. But we have a couple of comments on the website from Yuhani. Um, well, first, <laughs> on... Episode 20, he commented, um, if you came over to my place, I bet you wouldn't even be alarmed by the time you found my Oz DVDs. We were saying that if someone owns Oz on yeah. DVD, that like, might be a, a killer or something. Yeah. He says, you'd feel too much at home with all my well-kept plants and framed posters of Le Banur and A Woman Under the Influence. Those are both great movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, not to mention my winning personality. Or maybe that's exactly what a psycho would say. Uh, and then he says, also, you missed a comment of mine from ep- episode 17. Oh. And then because we recorded... 
so many in a row. Uh, on episode 21, he said, Get it together, Davy Cakes. You've now missed two of my comments, one from last week and one from episode 17. And I said, We actually recorded 521 and 522 before your comment from last week, so we'll get to them on 523 unless I turn out to be an actual moron. But I'm remembering. So let's go all the way back to episode 17. But yes, get it together, Davy Cakes. <laughs> it's all back to 17, 17 where Yuhani says, Hugs or get the fuck out. We're talking about hugs versus handshakes. Yes. Um, he said, occasionally yes. you'll get an... He said, oh, he also Ross miming TV is low-key one of my favorite jokes of the entire show. When Ross, when Ross is doing his TV watching bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he says, occasionally you'll get an awkward hug, but that's the price you pay for the abundance of great hugs you end up getting. Yeah. Yeah. I. We're on the same page, Johanny. I, I don't like an awkward hug. I An awkward hug is... Avoiding an awkward hug is worth not getting. You want to touch to someone's me. disgusting hand? Yeah, I do. Um, I I've told the Molly Shannon story on here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got an awkward hug from Molly Shannon. Uh, also, one of the worst handshakes is with someone with a huge hand grabs your whole hand, including your thumb. Mm. I don't know if it's a power move for them or if people with massive mitts just can't help themselves. Yeah. Yeah, an awkward like. To me, that happens sometimes. Or also sometimes you'll like... Um, With a thumb? Oh, like, like put your thumb down? Like like I do this because like, my hand's so big? Like tries to play a thumb war. <laughs> but no, I like already, like I try to cheat the thumb war by winning it and right so away. so you're just kind of yeah. like... Um, okay. The thing that I really hate... Well, I have, as I said before, I hate a limp handshake. But the thing that always makes me feel embarrassed is when you miss the timing. Because you're supposed to... Here, show me your hand. You're supposed to squeeze as you like your thumb sort of... Uh, Meets. thumb and forefinger yes. so sometimes you miss the timing you squeeze too soon oh <laughs> you know yeah uh, here do that like that's awkward oh and then it's like I hate that like, like yeah like I am about to like kiss someone's hand yeah, <laughs> yeah. enchante yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> see this doesn't yes an awkward hug is an awkward hug but there's not so many variations of like Enchante yeah. or like smash. Yeah, mid smash. Mid smash, yeah. <laughs> um, also, a wet hand or a limp hand, I will barf. Yeah. A wet limp hand. A wet and limp hand would be pretty gross. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sometimes hands are wet. What are you going to do? Not hold them? And that's all our correspondence. Uh, thank you, Yuhani. Anyone else who wants to correspond, feel free. Um, yeah. We love it. Yeah. Um, We've given you so much to work with. Yeah, yeah. This episode. Uh, yeah, our only call to action is: Would you rather have the <laughs> diarrhea or witness the diarrhea? Um, but also, don't forget from last week: Do you prefer ties or ascots? And would you rather sleep with Monica or Rachel? Yeah. Um, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called "How Were We Doing?" And this is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So, um, episode five, season five, episode 23 of Friends, the one uh, in Las Vegas, part one, one in Vegas, part one, sorry, okay, mm -hmm. um, aired on, why am I losing it, uh, oh, just any other day. Thursday, May 20th, oh. 1999. Oh. So the number one thing that happened Cher's, is... Cher's birthday. Uh, yeah. Now, the number one thing that happened in the world that day is that our own Natalie turned 18. Yeah. 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 
Um, finally legal. Yeah, turned right? finally legal. Right? But did you did you buy cigars and porn? That's what I did. No. Yeah. Um, I was already like drinking. Yeah, so was I. Alcohol. But like, you can go into a store and buy. Yeah, maybe I did like buy cigarettes. Yeah, legally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was also smoking cigarettes. So yeah, you turned eighteen. Uh, that's the main thing that happened on this day. But also, uh, okay, so this site I use that I don't name because I talk shit about it so much. Um, it's not right <laughs> some of the time. So it says, just under historical events, Bluetooth is announced. So that's not true. The announcement of Bluetooth technology had happened in uh, the year before, I think, in 1998. Now, what I think they might mean, even though they also have the date wrong here, the first Bluetooth device was revealed in 1999. It was a hands-free mobile headset. And it won, and it earned the Best of Show Technology Award at Comdex, which is the computer dealer's ex- exhibition. Okay. But there are multiple Comdex events in the spring of 1999. None of them took place on May 20th. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure where they're getting... But basically what was happening in the world is Bluetooth was starting to work its way into the world. Okay. Uh, but again, the most important thing that happened is uh, Natalie turned 18. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, registered to vote, registered for the draft. Oh, no, girls don't have to do that, do they? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. At number five, JT Money, Who Dat? At number four, Sugar Ray, Every Morning. Every morning. Yeah. At number three, Six Pens on the Richer, Kiss Me. Really? Uh, uh, and number two, TLC, I don't want no scrubs, scrubby, they gotta, uh, and number one, and number one, Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> She'll let you take your clothes. Bad song. Season five, episode 23 of How I Met Your Mother, The Wedding Bride, aired on Monday, May 17th, 2010. Um, the, uh, um, the new bus for London its design was revealed. Uh, so this was a new... Double-decker? A new, yes, a, a, a new double-decker. It's called the Routemaster. Um, it was also, it was the... the uh, directive or initiative to, to redesign the double-decker buses for, for London, which are called Routemaster buses, is mm-hmm. what they're officially called. Um happened when when uh, Boris Johnson was mayor of London so they are sometimes okay. referred to as Boris buses or Boris masters okay instead of route master uh, but the design was revealed um, this is what it looks like um, and uh, I think there might be a new one since because it says that this yes the new one is the right at uh, right SRM uh, which looks like that. The predecessor, which you might remember from your days, is the AEC Routemaster, which looks like that from your days living in London, I think. Yeah. Um, looked more like like that, because um, it was the same type from the like the fifties to from the fifties until twenty ten. That was right. the, basically the same. There were some upgrades, but basically the same model of bus. Right. So the new the design was revealed. Okay. Is that interesting? Yeah. 
I guess thanks for being honest. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, at number five, Bob, Airplanes. At number four, Teo, Cruz, Break Your Heart. At number three, Bob, Nothing on You. At number two, Usher, OMG. And number one, Eminem's Not Afraid. I don't even remember how that one goes. Mm-mm. I know a lot of and Eminem songs. you're a big songs. fan, yeah. I was for a time. Uh, probably not this era. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are the top five songs in the U.S. Sorry, world, we didn't have that much to offer, yeah. I guess. Um, and uh, I guess now we move on to our final segment. I'm going to need you a vamp to, to vamp again. Oh, wow. If okay. people can, can stand it, can handle it. Organic coleslaw kit. Snacky clusters. Okay, that was a quick one. Our final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. First, let's see how we did last week. Uh, I said Joey hooks the gang up with free rooms at Caesars like they're all goddamn Tony Soprano or something. No, that didn't happen. No. You said in an act of desperation, Ted decides to select a bride in haste. Toot sweet. Yeah, I forgot about... That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so season five, episode 24, the season finale of friends season five is called the one in Vegas part two. So, um, I am going to predict that it's Vegas. I'm going to predict Monica and Chandler get married. Monica and Chandler get Monica married? Monica and Chandler get married. Yeah. Um, in, uh, okay, I say, in a drunken fit of, of passion, Monica and Chandler tie the knot. Oh, that's an interesting prediction. It's the kind of thing that happens on TV shows when they go to Las Vegas. Interesting prediction. You will find out why it's interesting. Okay. Uh, Season 5, episode 24 of How I Met Your Mother is called Doppelgangers. Didn't we already have a doppelganger? We've had multiple doppelgangers. Okay, so this... Everyone... Okay, Okay. so this is the one where... We're going to get, um, uh, Barney. Wait, who's, who's left with that? Barney is the last. Okay. We're going to get Barney's doppelganger and we're going to find out that Lily is preggers. Okay. Or, um, yes, they're either going to like decide to start thinking about getting pregnant or she's going to be pregnant but she's probably going to be pregnant because it's a season finale it's a finale yeah uh alright the gang spy Barney's lookalike and Lily is in the family way yes by episodes end Okay, that's our podcast. We did it. Uh, that's season five, episode twenty-three. Next week we will reach the halfway point of this entire project. Wow! Um, 
you can uh, you can find the podcast wherever you found it. You've already done that. You're great at it. Uh, tell other people. Tell your uh, tell other people. Uh, I almost took your line again. Yeah. I always do that. Yeah. Uh, but no, you can email. You, there's That's also a post. Line. Yeah. There's also a post for every episode at battleshippretension.com where you can find my other podcast, Battleship Pretension. Um, email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Um, leave a comment at the Battleship Pretension. Uh, tweet me or blue sky me or X me or whatever uh, at Davy Pretension. Uh, Natalie, where do you want people to find you and communicate with you over the internet? I don't. But if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, give us five stars if we deserve it. And if we don't, let us know why. Um, let us know um, uh, if you would rather be the person who diarrheaed on the plane or witnessed the diarrhea mm-hmm. or experienced it. Um, let us know <clears throat> what your favorite Vegas resort is oh yeah favorite vegas resort that'd be a good one and why yeah we asked why caesar's is always the one that gets the why why (laughs) um yeah thanks for listening until next time we'll see you at the van gogh exhibit all right